0: The Great Unmasking, the latest CDC announcements, and what workplaces need to know about getting back to normal. Melissa Legult from Squire Patent Boggs joins us. I'm Lawrence Colletti, and this is Legal Talk Today. Welcome back, listeners. It's great being here with you. Today, we're talking about an exciting new announcement from the CDC. And of course, that means the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, an agency that we know far too much about these days. And so they're making these great recommendations now, exciting, at least, uh, you know, if you uh, like to not wear masks, uh, but uh, they're making recommendations for taking off masks and relaxing social distance protocols as people are getting vaccinated and we're beginning to turn our society back to normal life. And, And And workplaces, you know, they're going to want to eventually relax their own requirements. And it's not as simple as the CDC weighing in, there are other elements to consider as well. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get into it, we need to thank our sponsor, NOTA. NOTA is powered by MIT Bank because you went to law school to be a lawyer, not an account. Take advantage of NOTA, a no cost IOLTA management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Visit trustnota.com forward slash legal to learn more. And remember, NOTA is spelled N O T A. And of course, as always, terms and conditions may apply. All right, let's say hello to our guest. Melissa Legault. She's an associate from the law firm of Squire Patton Boggs. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you for coming on and uh, sharing part of your day here with us. I was pretty excited when I read your article, and I'm definitely going to put that in our show notes so that our listeners can uh, read that for themselves. But uh, yeah, really excited about uh, you know kind of this first sort of or one of the first official pushes from government entities out there to kind of get us back to normal. You know, maybe maybe at a near day in the future, we won't be walking around each other, treating each other like Petri dishes and these sweaty masks that we've been wearing on our faces, fogging up our sunglasses and glasses. Hopefully, maybe we'll get back to normal. But before we get into our discussion, uh, Melissa, tell us about the work you do at Squire Patent Box.
1: Yeah, so I'm in the labor and employment practice group at Squire Pat and Boggs, and we have offices located all across the country and the world, including Europe, Asia... U.S. and Latin America. I work out of the Phoenix office in Phoenix, Arizona, and I and my colleagues represent employers before federal and state courts and administrative agencies, as well as in arbitration and mediation proceedings, defending employers in matters arising under federal and state employment laws, including discrimination, harassment, retaliation, whistleblower, claims and, and all, all types of employment-related disputes. Uh, and we also counsel employers on compliance with U.S federal and state labor and employment laws and review policies and employment agreements and the such. But lately, uh, a lot of my practice has been spent uh, advising employers on legal issues surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic, including return to work procedures, vaccination policies, mask requirements and mitigation strategies. And we're continuing to stay up to date on all the different federal, state and local legal implications and best practices for employers as they navigate the complex legal issues resulting from this COVID-19 pandemic.
0: So essentially, we call the right person for this show, right?
1: Yes, I hope so.
0: All right. Well, Melissa, I was really excited to see the CDC announcement about the prospect of not wearing masks if you have your COVID-19 vaccine and also relaxing these uh, these social distance protocols that we've all been practicing. So tell us what that means, the CDC announcement. Basically, what is it? How does it apply to places of work?
1: Yeah, so on May 13th, 2021, the CDC announced new guidance indicating that fully vaccinated individuals no longer need to wear a mask or practice social distancing in any setting. And so that means that fully vaccinated individuals can resume activities without wearing those masks or physically distancing, except where required by federal, state, local requirements or regulations, including business and workplace guidance. Uh, And then also the CDC announced that fully vaccinated people may resume domestic travel and refrain from testing and quarantining after travel, as well as That fully vaccinated individuals may refrain from testing or quarantining following a known exposure, and they generally just don't need to be tested as frequently as well because of that protection provided by the vaccine. But with that said, unvaccinated or partially vaccinated individuals are instructed to keep taking all necessary precautions, including that social distancing and wearing of masks.
0: One of the things, you know, I think that's worth asking, you know, the CDC, just because it has a guideline, does not make it a law. And you kind of alluded to that just a little bit. So maybe explain the relationship of these CDC guidelines as it pertains to, say, like OSHA requirements or federal, state, and local laws.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that is an important point. The CDC's guidance is just that guidance. Obviously, federal, state or local laws and regulations uh, would override the CDC's guidance. And so, as I mentioned, the CDC's announcement comes at a time when many states at the time had uh, mandates in place regarding masks, but we're seeing that many states are lifting those mask mandates and letting them, or letting them expire to align with the CDC's guidance. Um, However, there are still many states and localities that still require the use of facial coverings, regardless of vaccination status. And so in those jurisdictions, employers should comply with the more restrictive state and local mandates, despite the CDC's new guidance. And so for example, actually just yesterday, California OSHA announced new rules requiring California employees, both vaccinated and unvaccinated, must continue wearing masks indoors if they are around others who have not received the COVID vaccine. So it's important to, to keep up to date on these nuances in states that still have mandates in place. However, if you're in a jurisdiction that does not have a local mandate on the books, employers should just check CDC guidance and maintain those minimum requirements that the CDC has provided. And then you mentioned OSHA as well. As many of your listeners may know, uh, the Occupational Safety and Health Act contains a general duty clause, which requires employers to provide their workers with a workplace free from recognized hazards that are causing or likely to cause death or serious physical harm. And to date, OSHA has interpreted this clause as requiring employers to mandate that their employees wear masks in the workplace in order to reduce the spread of COVID-19. Now, OSHA has not updated its guidance since January 2021. However, OSHA has indicated that it is reviewing the recent CDC guidance and will update OSHA materials on the agency's website accordingly. And until those updates are complete, OSHA has referred employers to the CDC guidance for information on measures appropriate to protect fully vaccinated workers. And so we'll know more once OSHA releases its own updated guidance. But for now, it seems as though OSHA plans to remain aligned with the CDC on these issues.
0: Well, that was a lot of information to yes. absorb there. But uh, now you had mentioned uh, vaccine or fully vaccine. You're you making some uh, distinction between whether someone was fully vaccinated or not. What does that mean in terms of the CDC?
1: Yeah, so in general, people are considered fully vaccinated either two weeks after their second dose, if we're talking about a two-dose series, such as the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine, and then two weeks after a single-dose vaccine, such as the Johnson & Johnson vaccine.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, uh, future testing, you know, so like obviously, you know, these vaccines are, are very effective. So the chance that somebody gets COVID after taking the vaccine are very, very minimal. But you said that there was some uh, testing that may go along with that. Let's say we're, uh, let's say it's winter time, you know, it's a few months or several months later, right? And people are starting to get the flu. Now they get symptoms. Now they don't know if it's COVID or not COVID, but they suspect because they have the vaccine, it's probably not. Are they still obligated to go in and get tested at that point?
1: Yeah, so I I do acknowledge that the flu symptoms do in a lot of ways overlap with COVID symptoms, but the current guidance states that fully vaccinated people who do have symptoms consistent with COVID-19 should isolate themselves from others and be clinically evaluated for COVID and, and get tested. But when they do so, they can inform their healthcare provider that they have been vaccinated. But for fully vaccinated people, for example, who don't have any symptoms, but have been exposed to somebody with a suspected or confirmed case of COVID, they no longer need to be tested, but they should still monitor themselves for symptoms.
0: All right. Now I have a couple of follow-ups about uh, work-related travel. And so obviously as uh, businesses, you know, begin to relax some of these requirements and business picks up, you know, companies are going to, they're going to want to send their uh, traveling people out again to uh, rekindle those important relationships. Maybe they want to get some of their workforce together. So related to the travel, especially air travel now, just because you've been vaccinated, just because the CDC says now you don't have to wear a mask, What does that mean for air travel for employees?
1: The CDC still recommends that travel be minimized as much as possible during this pandemic, but as more and more people continue to be vaccinated, employers may consider loosening their business travel bans, specifically with proof of vaccination. Uh, But employers should keep in mind that some employees may not be able to be vaccinated uh, for disability or religious reasons, and so they should make sure that whatever their business travel plan is, it's not discriminatory against those people who cannot get the vaccine and that they're not losing out on those business opportunities. And so they should be careful uh, when they're deciding these policies surrounding workplace travel in relation to vaccination status.
0: Yeah, that definitely got into my second question. You know, and I could see, you know, a, a well-meaning employer right there. He has two employees that uh, historically went out, traveled, built up a nice book of business for the company. One of them has a religious, uh, ob- you know, a religious obligation and thus cannot get the vaccine. The other person does not. And so, just thinking in terms of liability, what you're saying to me is that um, that that employer cannot say, "Hey, you know, I understand you can't get the vaccine for religious reasons. Totally respect that, but I'm going to have to send your counterpart out. You can't treat these employees differently." Correct.
1: Correct. I think that that's a fair statement. It's it's important to keep those differentiations in mind and to make sure that you're not discriminating, even if it's well meaning, uh, based on an employee's vaccination status. Particularly when uh, their inability to get the vaccine is due to a disability reason or a religious reason. If that's not the case, and it's just a simple, you know, uh, matter of the employee's preference to not get the vaccine, then the employer may have a little bit more leeway to continue to limit unvaccinated employees travel. And that's particularly if the employer had a policy in place already before the vaccine became available, uh, limiting travel. But either way, these unvaccinated employees would be expected to follow the CDC guidance if they are traveling, uh, such as, you know, self-quarantining after travel and things like that.
0: Well, I can see that being a real big sticking point for a while here as we kind of get back to uh, status normal. So related to that, uh, the vaccine, uh, you know, an employer obviously wants to reduce as much risk as possible, not just uh, for their own business interests, but for the safety of their employees as well. And so are they able to require, mandate employees to share their COVID vaccination records with them, or is it better to rely on a system, of uh, an honor system, so to speak?
1: So the answer here largely depends on where the employer is located. Federally, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission has specifically stated that employers can inquire about an employee's vaccination status without violating the Americans with Disabilities Act. And so specifically, employers can legally require proof of vaccination if that's the route that they want to go on a federal level. And it's not considered a disability-related inquiry. Uh, And so if you're reading the CDC and EEOC uh, guidance together, employers are able to require employees to provide proof of vaccination uh, with the dates of the final dose to, you know, prove that they have been fully vaccinated in order to forego the use of masks and and other things like that. And therefore, if an employee refuses to wear a mask and doesn't show proof uh, vaccination, they may still be subject to disciplinary action. But employers should really be checking state and local laws on this topic, because in some jurisdictions, employees are allowed to go mask, in order to allow employees to go mask-free, employers need to verify the employee's vaccination status, and that's a requirement on the employer. But In other states, there are some actual uh, legislation pending that would prohibit employers from requiring proof of vaccination status for employees to return to work or in other circumstances. And so employers really need to be consulting with the applicable state and local laws that apply to their workforce on this issue. And then you mentioned the honor system as well. So that is definitely an option for employers who do not want to have to deal with this proof of vaccination requirement and the logistics surrounding that. Um, And although it's a valid option, though, it does come with its own risk. And obviously, employees may not be honest about their vaccination status and things like that if they're just on an honor system. So employers should ensure that the penalties for false representation are clear and well communicated to employees. Uh, And then if the employer is relying on the honor system, they should just make sure that the employee knows exactly what is expected of them moving forward.
0: Now, this next one, uh, this next question I have for you, I struggled to come up with the right type of hypo. And so the best thing I could come up with is that uh, maybe your place of business does speech therapy and the type of treatment that you use doesn't really lend well to masks. And you've tried those face shields and that just doesn't work either. There's a lot of communication difficulties. Let's say some of your uh, patients or clients, they have uh, speech uh, speech impediment issues, but they also are a little bit hard of hearing so you've got this business, you help people. You've got this particular treatment method laid out, and masks just don't work. Face shields don't work, and so you're excited as a business owner, uh, perhaps a doctor, or medical professional, excited to you know get back to normal, you know get these masks off, you know get your uh, you know get your providers out there to really help your patients here. And so you say, all right, I'm going to pay for everybody to get your vaccinations. We would definitely want to be working closer with our patients here, get them back, uh, help them out with their life here. And so what we're going to do is we're going to start uh, removing the masks and get your vaccine. Let me know, give me your. Hard, we're ready to go. And you have one employee out there that wants to get the vaccine, changes their mind about the mask. You know what? I feel more comfortable with the masks for now. Can employer mandate in that kind of uh, work environment? No, we're a maskless environment. No masks. Can they mandate that?
1: Yeah, that's a very interesting question. So I I struggle with the hypo. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, I would say that employees who still wish to wear a mask, regardless of their vaccination status at this point, should be allowed to do so. Um, It's important for employers to emphasize that there's nothing stopping an employee from continuing to wear a mask if they prefer and they feel more comfortable doing so. In addition, employee Errors should make sure that other employees are not questioning or making assumptions about an employee or harassing them based on whether or not they're wearing a mask. I'd say as the pandemic continues to become less of a threat, and if there is a compelling business reason, like you outlined, uh, for the employees to forgo their masks, then we might see a situation where the employer's needs uh, for them to not wear a mask would outweigh the employee's preference to wear one. But for now, given the state of things, uh, whenever possible, employers should continue to allow employees to wear masks, even if they're vaccinated, if that is their preference uh, for safety reasons.
0: Now, we we are uh, pretty much out of time, but I definitely want to hit a couple of other questions real quick here. And so here's one just from uh, kind of uh, liability, looking out for the safety of your employees. And so let's say you've got the best bunch of employees out there. They're happy. They've uh, given you their vaccination records. Uh, They went and got the vaccine. They're happy to do it. Uh, Great, great workforce, right? And so they're out there being productive and happy in their maskless environment. And you look out there and and you're thinking about some of your customers, like, I know my employees pretty well, and this is a safe environment for all of us. But we do have people that come in, our customers and clients. And so, I guess at this point, would you recommend, you know, for an employer out there who just wants to be careful, but also wants that happy mask free environment, would you recommend that they still require customers uh, to wear masks, even if the local laws don't require it?
1: I think that at that point, if the local laws don't require it, it would be up to the uh, business to decide what is best for them. Uh, they still would have that general duty that I mentioned under OSHA to provide a hazard-free workplace for their employees. But in your hypothetical, if all of the employees have been vaccinated, then the employer is able to kind of, they have some leeway with what they choose to do for customers in that circumstance.
0: All right, this is probably the most important question, uh, at least from the employer's point of view. And so this is one that I ask routinely, we talk about sort of this uh, unintended consequence of the government shutdowns, creating this new vector of liability for employers, you know, we, we didn't do this for the flu, we didn't do this for other ailments, but we did it for COVID. And obviously, good intentions behind it, but inadvertently, sort of these unintended consequences creates this new vector of liability for employers. Did they do everything they could? Can they be sued? So it just opens that door. So even though the cdc is now recommending that people can go maskless if they have the vaccine reduce their social distance requirements and even though you know federal state and local laws are backing away saying all right let's get back to normal you know let's take off the masks let's, uh, let's be more like regular people again you know the employer has not lost liability there is that correct
1: yeah, well, I think that the issue of liability is still such a gray area, and we haven't really seen the repercussions that could result here. Um, and so, I'm going to give you the lawyer answer and say it depends. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that the best that thing that employers can do at this point is just adhere to all of the federal, state, and local regulations, recommendations, and mandates regarding COVID-19, and do their best to stay up to date on those issues and just comply the best of their ability, and hopefully. That will protect them against any liability that we could foresee in the future.
0: So it's not about eliminating, it's about mitigating it. Correct. All right. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for being here and sharing your time with us.
1: Yes, thank
0: you. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, that you'll join us again next time. And one more thank you to our sponsor, NOTA. You can find them at trustnota.com forward slash legal. And remember, NOTA is spelled N O T A. And last but never least, thank you to our team producer, Molly McDonough, and our LTN audio crew for their continued dedication. It's been Legal Talk Today. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Have a great day, everybody.